You are listening to episode 110 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events around the world, try tickets.accessvegas.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. What a kick that Dr. Dave's going to fill in for you on uh, on November 17th. But he's got some big fucking shoes to fill. Oh, hardcore. I I think it was Alistair on uh, Twitter said, hopefully he's stockpiled all his best cock jokes. (laughs) 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 He's going to have to bring that shit to the table. (laughs) Yeah, massive, massive places to fill on this show. He's he's obviously Dr. Dave, and I I could never... uh, I could never even dream to have as much Vegas knowledge as he does in his pinky finger. So <laughs> well, you'll have a, you'll have a good time interacting with I, him. Right I, b- I believe so as well. <laughs> Angela and I were talking, and I, I told her I was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, um, Mark's gonna have Dr. Dave fill in for me while we're on vacation." And she was like, "Oh, I bet Mark's never been so excited for you not to be around." <laughs> <laughs> and I agreed. It's, uh, it's going to be a good time. It was funny because the whole thing kind of played out on Twitter. He said something. I don't know if it was a throwaway or what it, what it was, but saying something about the book, and he said something to the effect of, you know, I'd love to come on the show or something like that. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. did you did, did I read that right? Or, I mean, did, you, did your fingers slip or something? And yeah. He's like, no, I think it'd be fun. Like going, you a have massive, heard- A massive series of typos that came out. <laughs> Possibly the, the worst ever documented Brian (laughs) but you know I was I was like you are aware of the show right I mean because I'm aware this guy is the face of academic gambling I mean this is this is the man and I'm like we we do rape jokes and (laughs) no sir you do rape jokes I laugh at them now well you laugh you encourage this don't 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 try and backpedal on me now Uh, all right so yeah I'm looking forward to it uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I hope you have a good time. Well, I look forward to listening to the show. Yeah. Be good stuff. All right. Random Vegas. Blue Man Group uses more than 18,000 marshmallows in their show per year. We got that That's from... A lot their- of fucking s'mores. <laughs> you Such just- amazing s'mores opportunities. <laughs> I personally, I'm a huge fan of s'mores. Uh, I can never turn down a s'more. They're very good. So, so all you need to do is make sure that you are well stocked on graham crackers and chocolate and yeah, and, and fire and fire. <laughs> They're preferably, only missing a few elements, Brian. Preferably, preferably of the camp variety. <laughs> I can't imagine Monte Carlo will have any issues with you starting a small campfire in the theater. Again, you know, I've, I've mentioned something like this before, but you know, there's nothing wrong with the steel drum fire in the parking lot. <laughs> And then you could wrap your drink up in a nice Jabwalkie's koozie. No. <laughs> what other great? What what other outdoor tent activity inspires such things, Brian? None that I know of. Other than pitching your own tent, I can't. Think of <laughs> this is what you have to compete with, Doctor Dave. I hope you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about the Vegas Mate Review of the Week? This week's review is Stephen S.'s October 30th review of Fremont Hotel and Casino. He gave it four out of five chips. Yeah, Stephen wrote, nice, clean hotel. Rooms are smaller, but very clean and comfortable. Stayed there for five nights and would definitely stay again. The only negative is showers are very low, so if you're a taller person, you will not enjoy the shower. Staff are the friendliest I've encountered in all of my trips to Vegas and made the stay that much better. The casino was always one of the busiest on Fremont Street and had a great atmosphere, second only to the D. I've always thought Fremont was a fun place. I, I, I've had great... I, I've never been there. No, really? 
No, I've never been there. I've always enjoyed it. It's very, I mean, from my recollection, it's been a while, but it's, it's a, it's an intimate floor space, but I've I've always had a great time at that property. I've I've wanted to stay there. It's obviously why this review caught my eye. Well, clean having a clean hotel room is obviously a like very key thing, and if you can accomplish that, then it might be worth a visit. It really is. I mean, it, it's all about it's it's price and well, not even in that order. It's uh, it's cleanliness and then and then price because you yeah, could value. give me a room. I think, yeah, I think I think value is really what you're looking for. Uh, you want to feel like you're getting a lot in return for your. And, right. and short-term investment. And yeah, I, I mean, you, you couldn't give me a shit, you know, a shitty room. Like, oh, nah, it's okay. I'll pay for something. Oh, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely agreed. All right, and on to the twit pick of the week. This week's winner comes to us from at Flamingo Vegas for possibly the best picture I've ever seen of Flamingo's exterior neon signage. It's pretty fucking good. It is. It's a fantastic shot of the lower southeast corner of the property at dawn, capturing... Not just the iconic pink and yellow marquee, but also the lower side of that building bathed in pink. They even made the effort to include the property name marker or whatever the hell you call that signage. This signage always immediately reminds me of Vegas, and I believe it's as as iconic as the Mirage Volcano and the Fountains of Bellagio, and it's one of my personal favorites. Absolutely. Arguably more so, even. Yeah. As always, we'll link to the photo on our blog. We'll put it on our Flickr page, feature it on our Facebook page, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the show. All right, let's move on to the news. And in our first bit of news for this week, we've got some details about the downtown grid. As one would expect, all the interested media parties were in full effect this week covering the opening of the casino, formerly known as Lady Luck, after closing seven years ago. The casino was reported as feeling small but comfortable, and of course, it's very nice because it's got all these new things. Uh, (laughs) The the table limits are favorable during the days, however, blackjack is 3-2. There's nothing impressive about their 7-5 video poker or the craps odds. The sports book appears to be less impressive than some man caves I've been in. Vital Vegas has done, they did, their article covering the thing had a phenomenal collection of pictures. I, I highly recommend checking that out. The space is industrial points. It's cosmopolitan-esque at others. The art bar, I think, looks really cool. However, the 888 Baccarat pit is um, intimate. You know, kind of, kind of like your high school friend whose bedroom is in the basement. <laughs> it's kind, it's kind of like that. <laughs> Very similar to Greg Brady's room, where it was only like the only door was a beaded curtain. <laughs> uh, the carpet looks like it has paint splatter all over it, which apparently was the plan—an intentional concept. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know, but it's supposed to go with the industrial theme. I thought it just looked like shit. Vegas Shatter reported that Downtown Grand's food court, titled The Commissary, was not finished in time for the soft opening. In fact, it won't be ready for the grand opening because it isn't expected to open until December. The Commissary is where dining options such as I Heart Burger, Third Street Taco, Short Rounds, Bayo and Dumplings, and more will be located. I don't know. I don't really have too many thoughts about this. You know, I'd rather spend my time elsewhere uh, in my limited time in Vegas. But what do you what do you ultimately think? Are you going to pay a visit to this place and see what see what it looks like? Well, you know me. I mean, I, I'm I'll visit anything that's in the vicinity of Fremont and and the Strip. But from the picture I've seen, it's it looks nice. I like it. But it looks new and clean. Yeah, but course. it does look very tight and very small. Right. So and usually tight is good, but. In this case, <laughs> I'm obviously pulling for everybody. I'm not a big fan of the name, but we're not going to get into that yeah. shit again. Um, well, it's like they, the way they, the verbiage in, uh, the way they wrote it in Vegas Cheddar was that it was, it's a hotel that happens to have a casino. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So, so it kind of says it all. And in our next item, we actually have some information regarding the OSHA investigation uh, regarding the Ka incident a few, few months back. Yeah, Cirque was found in violation of six regulations that come with a $25,000 fine, and MGM was found in violation of three regulations facing seven grand in fines involving the incident accident that took the life of one of Ka's performers in June. Now, some of the violations include not properly training the performer to use the harness equipment. I have an issue with this, and I, and I don't know why, but actually, I think I do kind of know why. I, for some reason, a lot of these agencies 
I, I think are worthless, and they try to find ways to, to point out that they're they're relevant. And that's why I, so much of this shit is skeptical. Like specifically this, not training a performer how to use the harness. Well, how can you even determine that? I know I've been to training classes where it doesn't matter how hard they try, I'm not learning how, how to do what the fuck they're teaching me, or I'm only going to learn as much as I think is necessary. OSHA. Yeah, like it, it's it's almost as you know, not to be untactful or anything about that, but you know, it, it's you almost kind of wonder how much accountability may should have been put on to on the performer themselves if they were trained i mean it's hard to believe that they wouldn't train that person on how to use the harness equipment whether or not they chose to observe what they've been trained on potentially could be called into question right well see that is the one thing i'll give osha credit for because they did conclude that the performer was partially at fault for her own accident because her rapid ascent helped cause the wire rope to become exposed from its pulley, making it able to become severed. There we go. Now, supporting the thought that the findings were questionable is that nothing in the citations requires any changes to the show battle sequence in Mm -hmm. which the accident happened. Regardless, Cirque said they are looking into any way they can improve the safety of its performers before returning the sequence to the show. The ruling has been appealed, a representative for Cirque said that safety has always been a top priority. And maybe that's why I'm so skeptical about this whole OSHA ruling or finding or whatever, is that I've never for a second thought that Cirque doesn't fucking come hardcore correct with this stuff. And the idea that, oh, well, we found this here. Well, you, could, you probably should have done that. I'm like, you know, I, I think you're really trying to find something. So you can go, mm-hmm. see, you, we came in here because this is what we do. And this is what we found wrong. Like, going, you're full of shit. Yeah. That's just my I'm not really in a, Obviously, we're not in a position one way or the other, but I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Naturally, there being an accident of some kind, they're going to have to try to stir something up because shit like this doesn't happen for no reason. But, right. you know, it's still unfortunate, but, yeah, it's the outcome is kind of predictable, I think. Yeah. Let's move on to our next item, which will be the quad name change rumor. Yeah, we didn't report on this last week when Vital Vegas reported on it because I thought it sounded too absurd. But then Vegas Shatter talked about it, and I wanted to to mock the idea so when it actually happens, you can mock me for saying that it wouldn't happen, (laughs) for being so bold. (laughs) (laughs) Vital Vegas reported last week that there is a rumor that Caesars Entertainment is contemplating changing the name of the quad. However, no one knows what the new name would be. The name has caused some marketing challenges due to the quad being mostly affiliated with colleges, which I thought was the entire point of naming it the quad. And then and then having O'Shea's be that dive bar that you used to go to in college. The concept was to tap into the memories of those in their late 20s to early 30s and, and remind them of their college days. That was the entire concept that I thought behind this and I, 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 whatever, whatever. But Vegas Shatter referenced what Michelle from 500 pointed out that the name Quad has a connection to the number four, which is considered to be unlucky in Asian culture, and therefore it's giving them trouble marketing the property to Asians, which is clearly the Quad's fucking target demographic. Target, yeah, right, right. right. The good news is room renovations are planned for early 2014, a.k.a. late summer or early fall. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Another rumor claims that Caesars Entertainment would entertain selling the Quad to help pay off its debt. That'd be like a fucking drop in the bucket but the property in the middle of link for sale i they're fucking it doesn't make make sense there's no way i mean yeah maybe if you have some idiot billionaire that's willing to pay you fuck you money for this kind of thing but other than that there's no way this is literally the middle property this is the in-between of your entire link concept no way they're looking they're shopping this thing out no way no an anonymous source informed vegas chatter that due to all the rumors, morale is low at the quad. <laughs> no fucking shit. You work at the quad. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Brian. 360 Vegas is reporting that morale is also low at Riviera, Hooters, LVH, and the Las Vegas Club. <laughs> no source, anonymous or otherwise, was needed. <laughs> to, to name a few. <laughs> Honestly, the casual visitor to Vegas, which is the majority of the people that you know actually go to Vegas, are not talking or complaining about the name of the quad. And most of them don't even know what the hell it is until they arrive and see it. Right. I would argue that people like us or people who listen to, to shows like us, Vegas Media, are the only people who have an opinion about this name. And I can't believe Caesars would attempt to change the name to, to satisfy us. <laughs> yeah. Just leave it alone. Yeah, it's like, who cares? 
I mean, at this point, it's like, it's the quad. Who gives a shit? Just, just, right. it's the quad. Move along. Yeah. Move along. Yep. All right. Next on our list for this week, Holly Madison joins the Million Dollar Quartet. Attempting to continue to keep her name in the Vegas media, as well as draw some attention to the production, Holly Madison is expected to join the cast of the Million Dollar Quartet in December. It isn't clear exactly what her role in the story will be, but it was released that she will be singing The Lady Loves Me, the song Elvis did a duet with Anne Margaret in his movie Viva Las Vegas. Madison says she still has intentions of producing a show on the strip, however no details of any sort were reported. For the record, Million Dollar Quartet reached out to Madison about the walk-on part. Since August, other Vegas performers like Veronique DeClaire and Taylor Hicks have joined the cast at the end of the performance. This is the first time a part has been added to the production to feature a celebrity guest. Hmm. Does she have a voice? I I have no idea. Well, I can tell you the song that she's going to sing doesn't require much of a range. All you have oh, to do is okay. be all you have to do is be able to actually carry a note and you'll be fine. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think of really was that whether or not she'd be capable of it, but if it really doesn't require much then well, yeah, I, it, I I'm totally with you. That's the first thing I thought because I I saw Peep Show and she can't uh-huh. dance. She's got no rhythm whatsoever. It's it's kind of. I mean, she looks like a fucking baby giraffe up there. It's it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when we when know, I we know people like that, don't we? Right. <laughs> but when uh, when I saw the song that they were gonna have her do, I was like, oh, that's that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next on our list, it's even more exciting news. Chris Angel believe temporarily closes. <laughs> hear hear the scream of thousands of happy people. <laughs> Weeping fans. <laughs> yes. Now, during a straight jacket escape stunt in Times Square for his Spike TV series, Believe, Chris Angel aggravated existing shoulder tendon tear. To avoid permanent damage, they will require surgery to repair. This will cause the Cirque show at Luxor to close for three months while he recovers. Angel will continue to perform through December until his surgery in early January. His TV show has given Spike its highest ratings in 18 months, which in turn has increased demand for his Luxor Cirque show. The Cirque show is expected to reopen April of 2014. People really like this fuck stick. I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's like douche magic. It's, it's like, <laughs> look at what an asshole I am and pow. You know what I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. The thing is, is I do miss the David Blaine kind of. Uh, uh, but David Blaine wasn't a total douche. No, that's I what that's... I mean. So I, it's like he it's all we have right now is Chris Angel to do that kind of magic stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Ugh, I just don't like magic anymore because you're it's doing sort it. of like magic ish, but partially just kind of risk-taking. Yeah, right, right. Potentially sacrificing your body for, yeah. Well, I mean, well, yeah, that's what Blaine's gone. Blaine's completely moved away from magic. Now he's just like, I'm going to stand in a block of ice for four weeks. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, why? Why is this entertaining to anyone? (laughs) I'm going to build a house by hand (laughs) in the ocean uh, without coming up and with no tanks of oxygen or anybody around. Every every, uh, (laughs) nail I put into that home will be done via the Karate Kid Punch. (laughs) I'm going to continue to sweep the leg until this place is finished. <laughs> Do you see those t-shirts where they got that guy with his arms folded? I forget his name. but uh, Yeah, the sensei. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome. I don't have one, but I've said probably seven or eight times that I can think of that I'm going to buy that shirt, and I'm going to do it eventually. One of my favorite parts of that, that movie is when, I can't remember who it was, but some side goes like, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Just mocking him for <laughs> sweeping the leg, I think is what it I was. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't. There was something else that was said there, too, but. Nah, uh, oh, is he going to cry or something, something like that? Whatever they're doing, they were mocking him for getting injured. Yeah, something. I think I want to say is like something with a body bag. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Get him a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the people that hate my laugh are screaming at their fucking cars or speakers or. <laughs> I don't care. It's the point we're trying to make. <laughs> it's old news at this point. Get over it. It really is. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, it's 2014 Trippies time. It is. I don't know why, because this is, and maybe it's just, I don't know if I'm humble or 
I don't know. I don't know. I, humble can't be it, but every year I, I, I feel like so. no. <laughs> there, there's no proof <laughs> to substantiate that claim. I see no evidence. No, absolutely not. They're not a shred. <laughs> but uh, I always feel like when we start talking about the trippies, because we, you know, so far we've gotten nominated every year since we've been out, that I feel like we're. I feel uncomfortable because it's like, hey, it's time to tell us that you really like us again. Like, <laughs> so. It's time to tell us you like us a little bit, but ultimately like someone better. Right. <laughs> That's what that means for us. So regardless, it is Vegas News. <laughs> so from now until November 15th, you can nominate who you think is the best and worst in Las Vegas, including some unique options like best podcast, news of the year, and best casino carpet. Actual voting. <laughs> I like myself a good rug. <laughs> and I'm going to vote on it. I'm going to cast my vote. Right. I, I, I have a real appeal to carpets that that appear munchable. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Thank you. Now, actual trippies voting uh, will be, be... Jesus Christ. Now, actual voting to determine the winner is December 1st through the 9th. No word on when it will be announced at 501. <laughs> Weren't they banned from winning? They were retired for one year, and I'm not entirely sure, but they immediately, like, because supposedly it was like if you won anything uh, five years in a row, they retired. Like, I think it's Circus Circus isn't allowed to win worst of many categories. And 500 kind of hit the Hall of Fame and did that. And then they were out for one year, and I'm not entirely sure why. Maybe it was demand or something, but they were brought back after one year. But they're the only ones that have that exemption from the from the Hall of Fame. But more power to them. I mean, they are the the original Las Vegas podcast. And oh, absolutely. Pioneered, uh, pioneered all this for us and helped inspire the show as well. Sure. But still, it feels great to know that people like us, you know, second, third, fourth-ish. Right place ish you know that sort of thing i like being in the same company yeah 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 absolutely all right and next on our news list for this week resorts world amenities have been announced after biggest tripping did an insanely detailed analysis of what resorts world had in mind for las vegas not to mention has been uh, not much has been shared about the project Jeez, you can't read the notes or the fucking text messages today i don't know what's going on brian <laughs> you know what it is? I did yard work and now I'm all discombobulated. I'm like, I made oh, effort sucks. in there. <laughs> I got to tell you, I went, I was, um, you know, I'm still doing the school thing and all that stuff and I'm going on vacation soon. So I'm like, you know what? I got a new house this year and I want to put Christmas lights up because I fucking dig Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, I want my son to be enamored with the lights and everything. So I bought a bunch. I probably spent like $200 in fucking Christmas lights today. Nice. And I went to put them up. And uh, I forgot that I'm scared of getting up high on that extension ladder. Oh, so that freaked I me hung, out, too. Yeah, I hung, like, uh, maybe, like, three feet of lights, and I just gave up on it. So I've got, like, up front along the gutter, I've got, like, six lights that are hung, and then the rest of them are just, like, on the bush below. Uh, and that's where they'll be until I figure out where my balls are and I can get up on the Because <laughs> I've misplaced them, and I don't know where they are. That's awesome. They weren't with me today. I'll no, you no. Well, you you got to be careful. Sometimes those things can get away from you, and then you're looking for them like car keys, Brian. You have no idea I, where they're at. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. And uh, I just don't want to fall down and feel like shit for I weeks while I recover. Totally, I mean, you know this better than most. Yes, I totally exactly know where you're coming from. You know that that first set of uh, stairs on a ladder, I don't have an issue with, but it's that extension that freaks me out. Yeah, I always yeah, think I of Clark. Anybody there to hold it for me? Right. You know. I always think of Clark Griswold when he was putting his up and it, and it collapses and he rides it down to the floor <laughs> to the ground. I did. I did think about that. Yeah, yeah. I did think it's about that. But pain. I've got a really tall house. I mean, it's this thing is really tall. Yeah. And I'm scared. <laughs> That's it. Fair enough. <laughs> scared of heights. And, uh, <laughs> now construction is still scheduled to begin in June of 2014 with a projected opening of 2016. This week. Vegas Shatter shared some new details discovered via new zone filings. New zoning filings. We knew... I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, dude. It's not like I'm hammered or anything. I don't know. I'm tired, I guess. I don't know. Uh, too much fresh air. <laughs> right? <laughs> what is this? Manual labor? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Lifting a finger. I don't know what this is. <laughs> right. what, uh, why, what is this liquid coming down off of my skin? <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be coming from my skin. Right. 
It's all sticky and sweaty. Normally I prefer those, but it's not the same. <laughs> but <laughs> back to the point. This week, Vegas Shatter shared some new details discovered via new zoning filings. Now, we knew there was going to be multiple towers, but it's now clear that it will be four, ranging from 44 to 57 stories tall. Plans are to offer more than 6,500 rooms. Wow, that's a lot. We knew about a planned indoor water park, but that apparently was the tip of the iceberg. Plans are for an eight-screen movie theater, a 28-lane bowling alley, a panda exhibit, although if I recall... <laughs> I think that might have been part of the original announcement, too. But regardless, it's still absurd. And it will have a 17,000-square-foot aquarium. I think it's crystal clear that they're going after the family market. Family. Yes, but like I've said, Excalibur and Circus Circus could have done if they made the effort to do it right. If you can set it up like Disney cruises do, where the kids are monitored and they're, you know, their own adventures and their own entertainment and, and mm-hmm. do whatever, and then they meet back up with the parents for meals and whatnot, this could be huge. I do think it is insanely ballsy to build that many rooms. Yeah, that's insane. It's a, it's a lot of space. I'll be, su- I'll be surprised if they can get up to a higher level of occupancy. But I'm with if you. If they can, more power to them. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I think they're kind of putting those first two towers up as feelers. See if they can't fill those. I promise you, those are the first things on the chopping block. If they can't fill those two towers, nope, they're not building anymore. Yeah, and the panda exhibit needs to go as well. <laughs> yeah, you really have issue with that panda exhibit. <laughs> well, what the fuck? I mean... I, I don't... Yeah, I don't... <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> it seems so random. Yeah, we're going to... All right, here, these are all commonplace things. You know, we're going to put a movie theater. We're going to do a bowling alley. The aquarium... Aquarium's cool. You know, I, yeah. I like aquariums, and kids love aquariums. And then we're going to do pandas. <laughs> it's like, hey, just in case you didn't realize, this is an Asian theme. Which is made crystal clear by the panda exhibit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could it be anything else by going, what is this place? Mark, they have pandas. Oh, oh. I got it now. Asian. Well, I wouldn't have thought of that right off the bat. <laughs> Thank you for the pandas. <laughs> pandas. All right. How about the My Vegas smartphone app? It has been released. Well, it's been released on Android. It's not going to hit iTunes until November 5th. Mm-hmm. The game is largely like Facebook in that it's got the same games and the graphics are pretty similar. They do have a new mini game similar to Candy Crush with task-oriented challenges. Vegas Shatter gave an example of one of these tasks that you have to find 100 hot dogs on the reels in the New York, New York slot. And when you complete that challenge, you'll earn chips and coins just like you do when you level up on Facebook. The tasks take you through the virtual strip starting at Circus Circus and ending at Aria. The chips you've earned on Facebook used to play the games do not transfer to the mobile game. You start at zero. However, your earned loyalty points, the stuff you use to actually redeem for comps, do transfer. So it's really just, this is a new, you almost have to think about it like there's My Vegas Online and there's My Vegas Mobile. You gotta start from the beginning, which, once I learned that the loyalty points were coming over, I'm like, all right, that's fine. I, you know, yeah, that's I, totally I get where cool. you're going with this. You don't want people who have been playing this game forever on Facebook to come over and play at the same level they've kind of fallen into. You want them to play it a shit ton. You know, it's, oh, it's new. I have to start over. It's new. So now i got right. to build up all over here. So I think it's, I, I, I get where they're going with this. My uncle had a million gold chips or gold coins on the Facebook version this week. God, is there anything your family does not excel at when it comes to gambling? Well, he doesn't do anything all day. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to fucking pretend like this is a huge accomplishment. He just fucking sits there and plays this shit all day long. Nice. <laughs> uh, the only feature that will stay from the Viva My Vegas app is the best one, which is the wallet. It'll store your redeemed rewards, making them available to you on your phone, preventing you from forgetting them or having to carry paper confirmation to redeem at the nearest MLife booth. Vegas Chatter is also reporting plans to potentially expand the comp offers beyond just Vegas MGM Resorts comps. Items like airline tickets, admission to amusement parks, and non-Vegas Cirque shows are all being talked about. Free tickets to some random fucking panda exhibit. (laughs) Who knows? Now, it was said that more table games are in the pipeline for my Vegas, but it was made clear that slots are the primary focus, so do not hold your breath. They'll get and, to and, why, and why shouldn't it be? Why shouldn't it be? I, absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, no. 
Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I agree, Mark. I agree. <laughs> and then our final piece of news for this week. Disney is ending their slot licensing. Disney announced that they will not be renewing their contracts with slot manufacturers. The company considers themselves family-friendly and don't feel it's appropriate to market their brands in casinos. Now, keep in mind, Disney owns Lucasfilms and Marvel. Contracts will start ending next year, so enjoy them while you can. I, I thought the Star Wars machine was okay. It wasn't great, though. I'd rather play, like, uh, like my favorite one was The Dark Knight. Right, right. Yeah. It's a bummer, but I totally get it. And I, and I get... Like, while, while you and I like things like Iron Man and Spider-Man and Star Wars and shit like that, it's very obvious that this could easily appeal to kids, like, just looking at it going, that's so cool, like, you can't touch it, you can't play it, you can't do anything with it, like, all right, I guess I get it, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like they're making the right decision. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to prop bets. First on our list for this week, after being spotted checking out downtown with Tony Shea, rumors began that Kanye West was looking to move his record label from New York to downtown Vegas. Surprisingly, Tony has said that he hadn't heard that rumor, and Kanye's people were unable to be reached. No way, right? There's no way. There's no way he's moved from New York to Vegas. I, whatever. <laughs> uh, to address your question properly, no, I don't think so. <laughs> it was confirmed this week that, in fact, the current hip place for celebrities to watch a nightly abortion known as Beecher's Madhouse <laughs> <laughs> will, in fact, be coming to MGM Grand. <laughs> the nightly parade of little people, random scantily clad obese folks featuring a dash of 80-year-old men in bondage garb and misplaced costumed children's characters getting into improper situations <laughs> will open New Year's Eve. <laughs> good, good. That's, wow. Hmm. Hmm. It's so dumb. I can't fathom this thing lasts any longer than a year or so, but unfortunately, celebrities now think, like, going, ooh, I'm risque being in here, like, or retarded, but, you know, it's, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> All right. Dr. Dave shared this week, Grandissimo, the soundtrack, what he imagined, if Grandissimo ever became a movie, what music would help tell the story. It's really cool. really helps set the mood when you're reading the book. It's just a cool idea, and it, it really does enhance the experience, we think. Yeah, Karen went through this when she was really into Twilight. She, uh, I guess Stephanie might, I know, I know. I, I, I call it Twilight standards. tweaking. <laughs> but she was really, really into it, and Stephanie Myers put out songs that she thought complimented them or whatever. But this was amazing because, first of all, I'm almost done with the book. It is fantastic. I honestly believe this is one of the best Vegas books I've read. It's right up there with Super Casino and Winner Takes All. It's just, it's fantastic. It's a well-told story. Love this book, seriously. You gotta go out and read this thing. It's awesome. Vegas Shatter is reporting that the new O'Shea's with the old O'Shea sign will be open by New Year's Eve. Vegas Shatter also posted a collection of various shows, parties, and events for New Year's Eve. We have links for those of you who are interested. All right, well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Why don't we go ahead and move along to Playing Vegas? All right, time for Playing Vegas, where we share with you upcoming performances and entertainment opportunities occurring within the next week. And for Friday and Saturday, we've got Cat Williams, who will be at the joint at Hard Rock. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at 35 bucks. And Tim Allen is performing at the Venetian. His show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets will start at $55. Saturday, Selena Gomez is performing at Mandalay Bay. Show starts at 7.30. Tickets start at $38. Lewis Black is performing at the Mirage. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets start at $60. And Friday through Sunday, Big Smoke Las Vegas, brought to you by Cigar Aficionado, is at the Mirage. Festivities begin at 6.30. Tickets will run you between $240 and $500. All right, that'll do it for Playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas Deals.
right, we got a couple deals for you uh, this week in Vegas deals. Cosmopolitan's got some happy hours going on. Uh, this week, announcing happy hours at almost every restaurant they have in the place. Friend of the show at East Coast Gambler shared the link with us. Blue Ribbon Bar and Grill. Uh, what is this fucking called? I think it's Kamaka or Kamasa. Kamaka. Kamaka. D-O-C-G. Chileo. Some other fucking places I can't pronounce. <laughs> Um, and STK. The majority of the offerings are $10 and under, as well as, um, what the fuck, Mark? What is this? I'm having an off week, Brian. They're, they're, yeah. Most of them, <laughs> most of the offerings are under 10 bucks, and they're also all pretty much Monday through Thursday, 5.30 to 7 p.m. Oh, okay, great. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. You can check out all the details on the blog, or if you're enjoying the Enhanced Podcast, you can just fondle the title displayed on the chapter picture, and it'll take you right to the site. It, it explodes right to it. <laughs> it'll just shoot a rope out that you can hold on to and it'll carry you off come with me the... come with me to... <laughs> oh, yes. our last deal is a flamingo twitter room deal they've got multiple offers one is 33 percent off of three or more really nights fucked up do you know that no, I disagree with that wholeheartedly, Brian. Like, well, there, there's something wrong with our brains. That much is clear. Please continue. <laughs> you can book two nights at 20% off and get $35 food and beverage credit, 25% off rooms booked for January through February 2014, and, of course, all details are available on the blog or the Enhanced Podcast. You can check out all the deals report on the show at 360VegasDeals.com, not 360VegasDicks. <laughs> That'll do it for <laughs> no. That'll do it for deals. Let's move on to coming attractions. This segment is likely reluctantly brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. <laughs> If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Lady Antebellum is performing at Mandalay Bay on Friday, March 21st. That show will start at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at $28. Robin Thicke is performing at the Pearl at Palm Sunday, December 29th. Show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $92. Lisa Lampanelli will be performing at the Pearl at Palms on Saturday, January 18th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $62. Sinbad is performing at the Orleans Friday and Saturday, December 13th and 14th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $50. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy are performing at the Orleans Sunday and Monday, December 29th and 30th. Show start at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at $20. Carlos Oscar has replaced the D word at LVH. The switch, <laughs> to a, <laughs> the switch to a clean comedian Bill Cosby speaks highly of is an attempt to attract a broader audience. Shows start at 8.30. Dates are available through March 2014. Tickets start at $30. Jesus Christ. Panda, a production <laughs> show featuring acrobatics, kung fu, and more, <laughs> will be taking up residency at Palazzo. The show does not feature real pandas, but follows the story of a panda on a quest to rescue his beloved from the demon vulture. <laughs> the best part is, is if you read the press release, they make it sound like... This is like the Matrix. All right. <laughs> this is amazing. You've never seen anything like this. It's it's esoteric. It's it's avant-garde. Like on it's retarded is what it is. <laughs> I just like how it's panda exclamation point. <laughs> right. Just in case you think we're bullshitting. All right. <laughs> Residency starts in December. Show will be daily at 7:30 p.m. dark on Mondays. Tickets will start at $50 and are on sale now. <laughs> fuck my life. <laughs> Just butt fuck my life. Right in the ass. Yeah. They're blasting uh, us in the ass with the show. They're blasting us in the ass. Jeez. Uh, don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. But ignore this one. <laughs> Steer clear. <laughs> Stay away from the pandas. Or Panda. <laughs> All right, let's check the river. Oh, yeah. 
Welcome to the Vegas Oasis, where we talk about Las Vegas from the point of view of people who treat Sin City like their own weekend oasis. I am Chris. And I'm Tony. And this is Vegas 360 for people who visit the city for weekends at a time for many Fridays through Sundays throughout the course of the year. Now, Southern Californians, and really anybody who makes a regular weekend trip to Las Vegas, go for a variety of reasons. There are trips with your girlfriend, trips with your family, and a lot of industries like to have their conventions in Las Vegas. And depending on who you go with and why you go to Vegas should change the answer to what is the best property that you should go to when you have your trip. The factors you can consider when picking a property to stay in are usually what type of room you can get at the property, the clientele, location, amenities, and entertainment like clubs or bars, and of course the price. But on today's episode of Vegas Oasis, we're going to focus in on a guide trip to Las Vegas. Right. And when talking about going with your guy friends, you probably care less about shows, unless it is a concert, and more about gambling, drinking, and food. And if you're single, you definitely want to be around girls, which makes the existence of a club at the property you're staying at, or at least nearby, very important in your life. As always, price comes into play when making decisions. You probably won't spend as much money with your guy friends than if you take a girl to Las Vegas, but you have to consider other factors, like what properties can comfortably fit three or four guys to a room, and who has the best beach clubs and gambling for you. So, with all that in mind, let's discuss the number one property for guide trips if you're going in the year 2013 or 14, and that is the Cosmopolitan. Now, Tony, you have a very unique relationship with the Cosmopolitan. Yes, it's true. I uh, was living in Las Vegas when the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino first opened up well, in the late months of 2010. It is a beautiful hotel, quite frankly. It is next door to the city center, and it opened up uh, right as the recession was ending. And there was actually a question on whether or not both the Cosmo as well as the city center were even going to open up at all. But luckily for us, they actually did manage to get it open. Now, I have stayed at the Cosmopolitan only once, and Chris... I have not stayed at the Cosmopolitan before. However, I have been in the hotel room before, and it has a very good setup. And I think we can agree, the ideal setup for guide trips, and the reason we say three to four guys to a room is because yeah. you're not going to cram five grown men into one hotel room. Yeah, that's a bad idea. That's, that's some 21-year-old BS right Yes, there. it is. So when you have three, what you want is two queen beds... And a couch, ideally. Yeah, and ultimately what you're looking for is sort of a suite, to be honest with you. You want a room where folks can sleep during any time of the day, because let's be honest, it's Las Vegas. You're going to be out all 24-7. You want to be able to stretch out and have extra space for folks to be able to stay. And honestly, I mean, we're both no longer single, but in our single days, the crown jewel of what Las Vegas was supposed to be was you were going to go out there, you are going to make a million bucks at the tables, and by the grace of God, find a beautiful (laughs) lady to come back to your hotel room with you and not disturb the other three dudes who are going to be there. And, uh, of course, we do have some stories about that. I'm sure we'll get into as we go along the yes. way. What you want is one room of two queen beds, and usually what, how this, this math ends up happening is that one separate room and then another room that's kind of like a living room that usually has a couch, and to get that fourth guy in there, you get the rolling cot. And the other advantage to this, too, is that uh, a lot of times these suites are a little bit too much money. Like, if you're going to take your girlfriend, obviously you're going to splurge a little bit, and you got to you know, have, have a right. little save. But if you go with four dudes, all of a sudden a, a $500 a night suite becomes incredibly affordable because right. uh, you know it breaks up like $125 a night, which is about standard for what you can expect for a decent casino room in Las Vegas overall. So, right. But back to the Cosmopolitan, though. Besides the fact that the Cosmopolitan is located uh, in a really prime piece of real estate next door to the Bellagio right. next door to the city center the views outside of the rooms are, are, are really really great if you do it right I believe the tower suite if you open up the windows you can actually overlook the Bellagio fountains as the light and water show happens every 45 minutes which is a really really great thing uh, and at the same time you can look out over the rest of the strip and across the way where you can see uh, you know the, the, fl- the flashing lights of the planet Hollywood uh, and just watch all those people go by but really and truly the best part about the Cosmopolitan is the casino itself Right. And, you know, the one thing I I think we're dancing around here is when you're with a bunch of guys, like Tony said, the crown jewel, the hope is you're going to meet a girl. And to say the Cosmopolitan has talent running around is the understatement of the decade. It's, It's, we in L.A. have 
tens just everywhere, and that's kind of what the Cosmopolitan looks like yeah. on a regular basis. I would say on, on your average weekend, uh, you go to the Cosmopolitan, and the majority of the clientele is going to be all young, wannabe Hollywood celebrities yes. uh, you know, who came up for the weekend uh, uh, to party. And it really does have a lot of great ways to party. So let's start off. First of all, Cosmopolitan. So you walk in the doors. Uh, the first thing you're going to see is, is this amazing chandelier. Underneath that chandelier is actually a really cool bar that has a, also a performance space. Right. And you actually really like one of the performers there, yes, don't the, you? The Jenny Keith Orchestra, the Jenny Keith Orchestra, which is actually an L.A.-based, I would say, swing band. It actually has one of the members of Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is also in the Jenny Keith Orchestra. I was not aware of that. Yes, but uh, uh, we happened upon it uh, after seeing a concert at the Cosmopolitan uh, a couple of months ago, actually. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, you know, obviously right now I feel like the, 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 the 20s are kind of in, especially in Los Angeles, but people like really want to emulate, emulate the 20s, whether it's Boardwalk Empire or whether it's Great Gatsby. But they were playing some 20s-style uh, jazz swing music, and, uh, of course, there were some folks there who were swing dancing. But it's really, really great because that stage at the Shan Chandelier bar uh, has enough space for a full band, and the, the night we happened upon them, where we saw Jenny Keith, uh, she was uh, singing with like with her band, which has a saxophone player and horns, and obviously a drummer, and it was just it was a really really good all around experience. And Tony was smitten. And I wouldn't have uh, enjoyed it so much if, if it wasn't good music that, that she was providing. The one thing that is kind of a negative about the Cosmopolitan, and Coincidentally, it is what they're not. What they are losing money on is the gambling. Yeah, the tables are really expensive. You're not finding less than fifteen. I, I've been there one time. It was during the week where it had, I think, a, a ten dollar table. But you know, honestly, there are days where you walk through there. Fifteen seems to be the minimum. I've seen twenty fives only. Right. Uh, when I went to the Cosmo with my girlfriend, actually, a couple of Christmases ago, uh, the, the minimum, the the, the 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 cheapest table there was a twenty five dollar table, and that was saying something too, because we went on December twenty sixth and left on on December thirtieth, which is you know known as like the cheap time to go to Las Vegas. And right. um, you know, I I we both play a lot of craps, and uh, you know. Uh, I was going there uh, playing playing some craps. Ended up 200 bucks up, but uh, with every single roll being at least 75 dollars for me, you know, as someone who who's you know on on the middle class level of gambling, I would say uh, you know that 75 dollars is a lot of money to be to be risking on on one single roll of the dice for sure. Um, and I do think if they were to drop their price point on the tables in particular, they would see an increase in clientele. That being said, I do wonder if that price point keeps the the clientele high enough that that the high rollers come and the scene is what it is you know like the scene is what you said you said it perfectly the Hollywood wannabes Mm -hmm. are who you kind of have running around the cosmopolitan um, now, something else that's really, really great about the Cosmopolitan is the pool. Um, and yes. the pool, besides the fact that it is a beautiful, well-designed pool area with uh, with several pools and lots of uh, um, lots of fake sod that you can walk on, because during the summer months in Las Vegas, the the, the, the tiles, the heat beats down 115 degrees, and, and you'll get blisters on your feet if you walk around. It, it has grass there, um, but in the evening times, during the spring and summer months, they actually open up a stage on the pool area where a lot of really, really great uh, 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 bands and uh, hip-hop artists will perform right there by the pool. And it is really, really awesome. I mean, Chris, you just you just came back from a show. I did. I just came back from Weezer. It's definitely a good spot aesthetically. You can see they actually put up the video of, you know, the video that you're watching at the concert of the artist up on the big screen that's on the strip, which is kind of like a nice little touch. But what we're getting at the Cosmopolitan is, is expensive, right? Yes. One last thing I want to say about yes. about sitting at the Cosmopolitan in particular, uh, and as it relates to the shows, one of the big incentives to pay the money on a concert weekend to stay at the Cosmopolitan is if you stay in one of the suites that overlooks right. the pool, you can actually take your elevator down to the pool level and attend the show for free because you are a guest of the hotel, which is something that... I, I, I haven't done this yet, right. but it's something that I think we have to do in the future when yes. when there's another big show uh, that, that comes up. But again, the wonderful thing about that entire venue is that even at that night concert, the clientele are just awesome, <laughs> attractive. Uh, you know, the exact people you would want to see out at your at your rock and roll or hip hop show. Um, we are such LA assholes. We're just like, <laughs> we want attractive, young, good-looking people only at our rock concert. Concerts and rap shows. You know, this is this is just what we demand, and the Cosmopolitan brings it to us. Well, the, the Cosmopolitan 
also has has a really good has really good taste. I believe they're bringing back boxing, um, but uh, the bands that they book and the entertainment that they book, even with a band like Jenny Keith playing at their free show right. on the floor, whoever is the person who who's deciding who these who these who these acts are is is really good. They have really good taste. Yes, and uh, you know they, they, we've seen the Strokes there. We have seen the Killers. The Killers. The Killers. Girl Talk has performed in the Chelsea. Goodness, I saw Yeah Yeah Yeahs. I saw Weezer. You saw Tegan and Sarah. Vampire Weekend. I saw there. A lot of different bands. That is another show. And that is another show. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about that at another time. But the good taste at the Cosmopolitan extends beyond just the musical uh, venues. There are also a number of really good restaurants. Right. That... SDK being probably the most prominent one. No, I haven't. I haven't had uh, a steak at SDK. I have not either. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> things that we have to do. Things that we have yet to do. All I know is SDK gets some of the best reviews. I have had Secret Pizza, mm-hmm. which had... is fucking amazing. Okay. And that is at the Cosmopolitan. And a lot of people just go with Secret Pizza uh, after going out for the night, even if they're staying at other properties. So it's kind of clutch if Secret Pizza is literally in your hotel. It's open till you know, like, the early hours in the morning, like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And I have actually also uh, eaten at Comsa, which is the French brasserie that is, oh. that, that, that is in the Cosmopolitan. Excellent, excellent food. I heartily recommend the tasting menu there. But... Uh, the important thing about having a, a property that has the, the quality venue for music, that has the boxing, that has the uh, uh, that, that has these restaurants, is uh, also has a, a really great nightclub. And this is the yes. most important thing for Las Vegas: is you need to go to the great nightclubs like Marquee, right. which is which is in the Cosmos. Right now, Marquee is one of the, it, it was interesting when I was there in July. The nightclubs in general, what I found, the newer nightclubs, Marquee being one had the huge lines that we remember where it's like if you're two scrubs coming from, <laughs> you know, Harris down the street and you want to try to get in to see if you can end up grinding next to a girl, um, you're not getting in the marquee, which is why when you stay at these hotels and you stay there, they actually give you, you know, you definitely give you, if not a separate line altogether, they make it that it is possible for you to get into the club. Yep. Um, marquee is a great club. And for guys, guys, you need something to get into nightclubs. So here's a pro tip. Use the property. Yes. There are those really great restaurants. There is the pool scene. Go to the pool. Meet some good-looking ladies at the <laughs> pool. Invite them out to a nice dinner at Comsa. And then you and those five ladies, along we'll with your five guys, will walk directly into the club. We'll be able to walk directly into and the And by the way... It's not like they're the only five girls around, right? There are girls everywhere that you're going, and if you bring them in with you into the club, you, you're what do you call it? You're in your market value. Yeah. What, what was that? The, your, what, your, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, your 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 social market value. Your social value goes through the roof, through and the you room. can then go to other girls. Yeah, because you know? all yeah, because all of a sudden girls see you with other girls, and all of a sudden you're not as threatening because they think you're not just some loser. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that is your Vegas oasis. I'm taking you back to the real world. I'm Chris, and I'm Tony. We'll talk, talk to you soon. I can't argue with him. I, I'm always a big well. First of all, I adore Cosmopolitan, but yeah. but secondly, some of the best times I've ever had in Vegas is when it's like I get together with you, or even 360 Vegas Vacation, where you just get a lot of people together and just get into shenanigans. <laughs> so I, yeah, but I, I've never um, I've never been in a position where I've had to like where I've had to share a room with a bunch of other gentlemen. Yeah, see, I, I get where you're going with that. I, I like to look at it in the, like I would totally if it were you and I, absolutely. It's kind of weird since we're married to share a room with our wives and, you know, like that whole thing kind of gets a bit much, but it, it does harken back to what it was like in college. And I think that's where I find it appealing. Yeah. No, absolutely. I can speak to that. You know, and when um, Armando and I, when we interned down at Disney and we lived at Disney World for six months, uh, you know, not only were we sharing an apartment, but we're also sharing like a bedroom. So it was very much kind of like a dorm style, but it's kind of a dorm slash apartment right, kind right. of situation. And you know, you just keep a, a sock, and you know, when you when you see the sock on the doorknob, you know you're out, you're sleeping outside that night. So I guess the same kind of things can be applied. You know, you can have you can have some sort of a signal or you know what have you. And as rumor has it, Armando learned how to deal with cold weather a lot. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> he he now has an affinity for sleeping on concrete. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did lay pipe very often. Did lay pipe. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for the river. Uh, we do appreciate those guys putting together the 360 Vegas Oasis. I like it. I like where this is going, and I'm looking forward to more. I agree. 
Cool. Let's move on to some listener feedback. We got an iTunes review. Mark, why don't you go ahead and read that for us? Yeah, it's from Terry NC. She reviewed us on October 21st, gave us two out of five stars, entitled it Annoying Laughter. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder who they're referring to. I like the content, but don't know how long I will be listening. Mark, one of the hosts, has an annoying laugh. He mainly laughs at his corny jokes. Corny, I don't know. Listen, offensive, vulgar, aggressive, homoerotic. Yes, corny. I I disagree with that completely. That's fine. Just pick any episode, and you will know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Others have said the same, and he still has not cut down on that laughing at (laughs) any and everything. I totally get where people come from when it comes to that. There, I don't understand it one bit. There, well, in, in this instance, I, I understand because there are podcasts and TV shows that I won't listen to because I don't like the personalities in the show. Yeah. So I don't take offense to it when people tell me that they don't like my sense of humor, my laugh, my attitude, or whatever. That's cool, but I, I, I won't change for anyone at all. If anyone thinks that complaining about my laugh will cause me to stop doing it on the show, let they me have assure you. not been you, to it for very long. Yeah. I'll stop making this show before I stop laughing on it. Yeah. And, and and you know what? Even before it was a show, Brian, as, as you know, before this was a... Well, not before it was a show. Before it was a Vegas show, the entire concept of you and I doing a podcast was an excuse for you and I to get together for an hour a week and make each other laugh. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, we've, we've already stood... We, we've, we've stood by the fact that we knew that we would have somewhat of a niche audience. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't planning on uh, this... I mean, it would, it's obviously a dream, especially more, you know, more so for you. But uh, it was always a dream for this to be something that takes on any sort of real steam and momentum and yep. builds up a, a huge listener base. We're just happy to have anybody who wants to listen to the show, who wants to hang out with us for an hour a week, and you know, think we're funny or enjoyable to listen to. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, yeah, it's no problem. You don't have to listen. We're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna force you to listen. To yeah, show. I mean, and, and I don't, I don't hold any grudge. Like I said, there are plenty of people for one reason or another that you, there's something about them that you don't like, and you know, that's fine. You're you're allowed sure. to not like me. I don't absolutely doesn't, doesn't yeah. really bother me. I fucking hate you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> really hate you. Always oh, a delight, <laughs> sir. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, we do appreciate the feedback. That one that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like the uh, and he still has not cut down on that laughing at any and everything. <laughs> Also, see, and this is, I feel like we repeat ourselves a lot, but I guess, you know, they say all the time that every podcast or every radio show or every episode always has a new listener and you have to think about it like that. We've actually talked about why, because I know, I know I laugh at things that aren't necessarily funny. It's, to me, it's a tension breaker because as I've said many times, and I'm not incredibly proud of it, but I'm not ashamed to share it. I do have rage issues. I've I'm on medication for it. I've got support. I'm always trying to improve myself. And I, I, I know that the excessive laughter at pretty much anything is my response to anything that could possibly make me angry, make me sad. It just It's it's my, my go-to. It's like, you know what? Rather than get infuriated about what's going on or depressed or whatever it is, I just I just laugh at it, whatever. It, if I fucked I've up seen, a joke... I've known that about you forever. Yeah. I've known that about you for years now. Yeah. And, you know... Laughing is great, and even if you know nothing is particularly funny, laughing still feels good no matter what. And yeah. Well, and it is weird too. Like, I, while I'll agree and say that, like, there are certain personalities uh, that I don't like, you know, but I've, I don't think I've ever heard a laugh, even the most annoying laugh I've ever heard, that that bothers me. Because I'm like, this is this person, they're at, at the heights of happiness. You know, this yeah. is how they're expressing their joy. I, I don't understand how you could not like that, but I know I'm in the minority with it. No, and I agree with you, and I might be right there in the minority with you as well. But Terry NC, you get a four out of five review rating from me because of your final final sentence there, which I enjoyed. <laughs> the one, but it is, but it, but the topic's a little redundant. So. Yeah. Well, and and so you we got two out of five. I always thought like one star is hate it, two is don't like it, three is it's okay, four is like it, and five is love it. So it's yeah. it's really weird that anybody listens to anything that they don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Right. <laughs> they make an extra effort to actually listen to something they don't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Let me download this thing. Now I got I to take the time to push play. I got. I actually have to dedicate some time where I can listen to this. I hate the show. 
<laughs> but you know, they wrote a review, mm-hmm. and they they're, they're probably aware that we were that we read these reviews. So you know, they're guaranteed to listen this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? One last thing. Whenever I hear people start to comment, and I've once again I've said this before, comment on my laugh, it, it reminds me of two things. One in Step Brothers, where the guy's like, "There's just something about your face just want, makes yeah. me want to put my <laughs> fist right in it." He's like, "Is there anything I can do to change that?" And no, no, there isn't. I just <laughs> <laughs> that. And when in in one Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin, which is another person who people don't like his laugh, where he starts laughing and then he looks at the camera and he starts getting ha 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 ha, just getting right in their face. <laughs> I go, oh, there you go. <laughs> there good callbacks. Well, either way, we appreciate the review. Uh, we honestly, we hype. really do, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. We're, we're honest here. We encourage uh, the honesty from you as well. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's going to do it for episode 110. Thank you guys very much for downloading, listening to the show. We appreciate you listening to the show each and every week. Don't forget, if you'd like to take a look at any of the stories that we referenced on this week's show, you can find links to those on our blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do that at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on various social media outlets. Links to all of those are on the blog as well. And don't forget, you can support the show uh, just by shopping on Amazon. Simply go to our blog, click on the little banner, and uh, do your shopping. That's literally it. Nothing else is needed. Yep. And you're uh, doing your shopping and supporting the show at the same time super easy requires little to no effort at all like blows me away that you don't do this regularly (laughs) (laughs) but seriously you can do that right all right that's it for me man yeah that's all i got we'll see you next week